Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But the days of searching the shelves for hidden gems and overlooked call classics is never ending. Join us while we drown in a sea of streaming options and ask the question, what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank. I'm Scott. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> the episode of the X-Files, it wasn't in West Virginia. It's in the Apalachicola Forest. Which one was that? The one with the red-eyed guys in the That's woods. That's the red-eyed? Yeah, with the disappearing men. Okay. The, the like, moth men in the woods. Okay, okay. It, but that's the reason why, when I was a kid, I thought it was in West Virginia, because they referenced the Mothman a bunch, and they said it was the Apalachicola Forest, and so I just heard Appalachia and was like, that's where they are. Yeah. So I was terrified when I was in like this is probably in middle school. And in my head, but I it was, really got me. And no, that one. If I think about it, yeah, I remember that one was creepy. And but well, for you some remember reason, I like go to the, the Jersey little, Devil one. The little kid goes home with the dog in the beginning of it when his dad disappears in the woods. They're hunting, and he's like, "Take the dog and go home." That's what it and is. And then the kids at home with the dog. The dog starts barking, and the mom is outside, and they separate them like raptors. And then the the one is upstairs, and chases the little kid through the house. And it's it's shit. well, I got goosebumps just now. It yeah, scared I the haven't shit seen him in me, so dude. long, and I keep thinking of well, another one that starts in the backyard is the freak show one, right? Because that's and when then the alligator right man dies in the tub after, or the pool. Well, right after the next episode is the black and white hunchback, two faced, oh, black, uh, like one yeah. with the, the guys like dancing to share. He's <laughs> 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 got like a suit on. You get like a weird Goonies feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you told me the movie was back on like HBO Max or something. Yeah. I feel <clears throat> obligated to watch the show up until season five or whatever, then watch the movie. Even though it doesn't directly play in, I feel like that's what I have to do to enjoy it. I don't know, though. I really just need to start it again. Well, that's a lot to watch, too. It's Yeah, it's a lot. And you have to deal with those la that last season and wasn't a huge fan of the last season. The new stuff? No, the, the uh, last of the old. Oh, when it's basically Annabeth Gish and... Yeah, and like Mulder's in jail or whatever. He's in the jumpsuit. Yeah, because it just, goes to the trial of Mulder. And it just end. seemed very sloppy to me. I was one of those people who was just disappointed. Well, that's what I had warned Kelly about. Was I was like, it's fine when it's Scully and Doggett, but then it it gets gray area for a while. It lost me. Well, you know? as good as that show was, that last episode makes the lists of worst television show endings of all time. Sometimes, like I've seen it on the list before. I'm like, oh, X Files. No, you... yeah, but I mean, uh, it won awards. You know, like that's, that show went on for so long, though. I mean, it didn't mean that the last episode had to be dog shit. Well, okay, last yeah. season slow, last episode's and not dog. Well, I'm See, not I even feel bad sure. even saying that. It's Who's running shit. it by that point? Because Vince Gilligan has to be gone by then, right? Yeah. Because um, it was Carter, then Vince Gilligan took over after the movie. And then it just started, you know, the season where they had guest writers or whatever. Is that the season with the Gary Shandling episode? I think it is. It's, I love that episode. That's the one with Taylor uh, Leone's in that one, too. No shit. Yeah. Damn. I need a rewatch. I should get there. It was I, about time for it. There's, it's almost time for a Battlestar rewatch, too, for me, I think. Oh, we started and we didn't make it past the first season for the first time ever. <clears throat> so I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared that it never, it's never happened before. <laughs> I mean, if I can rewatch four seasons of Farscape, you, you can do <laughs> Battlestar. Yeah. No, and I think I want to put X-Files in front of Battlestar, though, because I've seen Battlestar that many more times since I've seen X-Files all the way through. I really have. I was, I was way more up on Battlestar rewatching than X-Files rewatching. Uh, but I finally snapped out of watching old stuff currently. I would say watching Battlestar is demanding. X-Files is low maintenance. I heart fat Apollo. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Jamie well, Bamba. What all did you watch the, this? I guess we, we've been I was sick. I fucked it yeah. up. I was sick, so we missed our first week of recording. No one will notice, though, because we're, we have a, a lag. So. <laughs> no one will notice, but I'll snitch on myself. I fucked it up. But it was weird. It was a weird 20. It wasn't COVID. It sucked. But when I'm sick, I go into movie mode. It's a little hazy, but man, I knock some shit out. Oh, um, I go into old movie mode usually. It's like 2001 or like David Lynch Dune. Like really <laughs> slow sci-fi. <laughs> well, my favorite was Lamb. I finally got to watch Lamb with Respace. Respace. I don't know how to say her name. Dr. Shaw from Prometheus. Rapace. Yeah. Yeah. Lamb. It's on Hulu Plus. It's on Hulu, I believe. I had it on my watch list on Amazon and I was so close to renting it so many times. And it's I made... for sure on Showtime. Was that? Oh, yeah. So I do Showtime through Hulu. Is yeah, what that's it is. what it is. That's yeah, what's yeah, happening. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd almost rented it so many times and I was just telling myself, dude, hold out. It will be on something in good time. Just be patient. Be ready. I watched it. What the fuck? I mean, it was. It, it said, Is it really slow? I think on Hulu's uh, dashboard, it said Hulu uh, horror fantasy. Uh-huh. Fantasy is definitely one way to describe that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's beautiful, though. They shoot it in one of those Sweden, Finland, Iceland, some shit like that. Yeah. Wherever girl with the dragon tattoos from. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess because she's speaking the language. It's subtitled. Who it's, knows with people from that region, though? Those mountains were beautiful. I couldn't. I, Jesus, I was blown away. I was like, shit, if I could farm lambs and fucking hay in the fucking mountains, I would do that out there. If you can handle the cold. Yeah. And I think they were. it's like the daylight sleeping like Alaska gets, I guess. Yeah. That that was implied in the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that would make sense for there, too. I didn't. I haven't watched all that much. It was mostly like X-Files and then no movies no really, movies for, uh, yeah. per se this week lamb was the good one i watched a couple of ones i think olympia and i watched spiderhead what is spiderhead it's a human experiment movie with chris hemsworth and miles teller this is a netflix, netflix original? original i saw that chris hemsworth was one of the executive producers yeah we got to do some netflix stuff i feel like we're, we're yeah we've we gone should, real hard on amazon we should get back i wish i would have i wish we would have picked it it's just she was down to watch a movie and i was like no way because she hasn't been watching movies lately i was oh this just came out let's put it on it was entertaining it was a different kind of human experiment movie i mean you know they're all similar uh, kelly watched uh, candy and i watched the end of the just the courtroom scene with her so oh, i got to see the like, you got to main... see some of it <laughs> yeah because when she was watching the beginning i was like eh. and then once she was watching the courtroom stuff mm-hmm. and it was, the first thing i saw was justin timberlake with that fucking haircut yeah and uh Middle and the actual murder and stuff yeah yeah that was the part of the show i probably would have been the most interested in anyway well yeah spoiler, they make you wait to see what well supposedly actually went down because it's still all the only people who are really going to know are the two people that were in the room that day yeah i like that it's one of those i mean you can go off of what they put in the movie but i mean it's one of those where who knows what exactly happened i kind of feel that way with uh the west memphis three stuff you know, because mm-hmm. did you see all of the documentaries? No, no, no. So and it's pretty clear who did it. Yeah. By the end. And Were those justice the metalhead kids? Will never. Yeah. And justice will never be. Served. Yeah. But at the same time, like when you start to delve into like those filmmakers, mm-hmm. and you start to be like, uh, something isn't completely being revealed here. But. I don't know the whole thing. I thought Byers did it, and because he's such a fucking loud idiot, you know. <laughs> well, I, I think last time I watched a documentary on that, I think I finished it, but I think I was frustrated. Is how I felt, you know. Like I think I consciously tried to block it. Yeah, because I think the second one was appeal, and so that was really <sighs> frustrating. And then yeah. the third one is equally frustrating because it really. Well, gets you know, out. I watched a documentary on Netflix a couple years ago called "Don't Fuck with Cats." And it was very entertaining. Oh, that one everybody got real upset about. Netflix well, was auto-playing trailers. Oh, by the way, uh, our friend John told us 
If you go on Netflix, mm -hmm. you can turn the trailer autoplay off, but you have to go on their website. Oh, fuck. You can't balls. do it from the app. I mean, good to know, but when's the last time I signed into it on a computer? Well, yeah, we did it. It's, <sighs> it's, it's wonderful. It might be worth it. Because might... we used to like mute it, you know, because it was like as you were flipping through. It was yeah, like, you go to the kitchen to get a snack or a drink, and it's like just noise. And you're like, stuff. no, I just want to see the, the still shot it's on the still screen. still when you press more so you can read the full description mm -hmm. it still starts auto playing the fucking movie though uh, which drives me crazy it's still a better app than the rest of them we can't live I in can't a perfect fucking world can we that enough <laughs> <laughs> now um oh don't fuck they they blame the metalhead sorry at one point they blame a metalhead dude oh really from i think he was from mexico but he was one of the people who commented in oh i yeah i do know a little bit internet about that sleuths, now. yeah the internet sleuths mm -hmm. which are getting a bad name because people just go way too hard without like confirming their story another thing the like that happened with that uh the the lisa what's her name the the girl with in the elevator with the freaky hands yeah the weird stuff going God, on that the cecil the fuck. yeah the cecil hotel yeah. stuff they, yeah they blamed some black metal kid from mexico who was he, Wait, was, was he happened to be at the cecil hotel at the same time as her but the police kept being like he's not a fucking suspect yeah. at all oh my god wait was that two of them where it was like a black metal kid from mexico yeah i guess so yeah holy shit yeah it's always the guy just because he's wearing black makeup, man, doesn't mean he's fucking out there killing cats. And it probably means he's way nerdier than yeah. you'll ever be, than either of us will ever be. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. But no, all those, they just frustrate me to a point because it's like you're just fucking judging this guy because he's different. Yeah, or just, just because he's like... Look, just because he talks about fucking, oh, I fucking hate you. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you don't have to fucking think that he's like really the fucking devil or doing some shit, playing records backwards, you old fucks. Yeah. I don't know. Anything else you watched that was crazy? Um, a weird documentary. I watched the one on the FLDS, Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. Uh-huh. About Warren Jeffs, the guy who took over that polygamous sect and uh Oh yeah, yeah. And they yeah. ended up getting him in Texas because the dude tried to tried to escape to Texas to build his like shrine and holy temple. And Texas was like, wait, you're fucking doing what with underage girls yeah, over unless there? Unless you're Methodist, you ain't gonna get away with shit here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it fucking, I, you know, I remember it vaguely from being in the news that time period, but it turns out that was like, I think, 06, 07 in there. Uh -huh. So it's, it's been a while already. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I guess I wasn't into the news at that point, but that one was just, it's hard to watch because, you know, it's fucked up, but it was, I watched Big Love on the fictional side. I, liked I did, Big Love I did watch Big Love. And so I was like, well, let me see where a lot of this came from. And oh my goodness, it's the real life Big Love, but amplified oh that's crazy because big love stressed me out on that dexter breaking bad level mm -hmm. you know where i was like don't do that well remember how nikki's <laughs> dad was the prophet in big love yeah uh, chloe savenny uh -huh. so warren jeffs was the prophet in this real life flds situation oh. and his teachings and the way he did things they were always a little you know on the fringe I'd be into that. I find that shit interesting. Well, they were on the fringe and then his dad passes away. He comes into power. That's when it turned into the, hey, we're going to marry off 14-year-old fucking girls and dirty shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it goes really dark. And then just how many wives these old creepy ass dudes had in the way that it was supposed to work according to God, the prophet. But really, it was like a business. So if you were like good with the prophet, yeah. then he would hook you up with more <laughs> younger wives. Super fucked up. To be able to watch Big Love years ago and then see this four-part series on Netflix really breaking it down explaining it i was like okay this makes sense to me now at least i fully understand well not fully understand but i better understand the situation yeah the lds is weird man 
It's a weird rabbit hole to go down. Well, and this was the FLDS. Yeah. <laughs> Fundamentalist side of it. <laughs> You'd be fundamental. I get two planets when I go to heaven. <laughs> but um, yeah, a bunch of weird movies. And like I mentioned, I, I watched a couple episodes of Knight Rider. Oh, yeah. You told me. That. Like OG Knight Rider. That's, man, that was different TV back then. Oh, I did watch The Brood. The Brood? What's that? The old David Cronenberg movie from the 70s. It's, on, it's on HBO right now. Like Kelly fell asleep one night and I was like, man, I'm going to watch The Brood. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I was like, I think it's kind of sexy. Not really. There's some titties in it. 70s titties and Bush are always good. (laughs) Like it was uh, not as Cronenberg-y as I remember. Not as body horror. What's it about? You should watch it. Okay. It's worth a watch. I I think one of these days we need to do some old horror that you haven't seen. That I haven't seen? Yeah, and that I haven't seen in many years. like a long time? see if it holds up for me and to see... How you respond and by old to you it. mean like 70s, I mean like seventies psychotronic horror, you know? Okay, flashy lights, weird stuff going on. Yeah, bizarre. My bizarre side of the video store was I'm watching the entire horror and science fiction section, <laughs> and I did at that little video store. Yeah, the whole thing. <sighs> uh, I actually I, I kept thinking about a boy and his dog during this movie. Oh, Don Johnson. Yeah, which is is a weird one, but uh, I'll get to why. I wrote a couple things down as far as. Uh, <laughs> If you were the last person on earth, Frank found this movie. It's called I Think We're Alone Now. I think we're alone now. Which not, is a song about teenagers fucking. It was a This was not Tiffany. Uh well that that's a cover too. The is Tiffany it? version? Yeah. Tommy James and the Shondells. 1950 something. Ooh, has that been in a Stephen King movie? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the type of song with yeah. that. I feel like it might be in Sleepwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> Mother. Oh. Wasn't that guy on Charmed? Oh, good question. I don't know. I think he was. I didn't I'm do pretty Charmed. Sure he was. I did Charmed for a minute because one of our friends did, but I, I didn't. It came on after Buffy when we were in high school, and I watched Buffy a lot. Wait, was it Shannon Doherty, then Rose McGowan in Charmed? They replaced Shannon Doherty with Rose with McGowan. Rose McGowan and yeah. then she turned into her own animal. Yeah, not as good as Buffy by any means. I did way more Dawson's Creek than I Charmed. I don't remember the other. Uh, I was more like with Pacey and Dawson. Dawson's Creek. You know? Yeah, I, I quit watching that when I do, 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 started do, smoking do, do. weed. <laughs> I don't want to wait. I do appreciate that James Vanderbeek has a really good sense of humor. No, he him, seems so. like a really fun guy. Yeah, I would hang out with him. Yeah. I think he would like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd want to talk about. That's from uh, Knocked Up. Well, what? <laughs> If I met him, I think I'd want to talk about his experience doing uh, Rules of Attraction. Like, how did yeah, you prepare for a, that role? That's a fine movie. It really is. It really is. That's uh, a Brady Spinellis book? Yes. Yeah. A good one, too. Yeah. Fucking, um, I love the ending. I love the ending. If you haven't seen Rules of Attraction, watch it. It's worth it. It's <laughs> I'm worth not going to spoil the ending. Also, there's no way to spoil the ending. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? The end of the world party? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a movie. It's a good movie. Starts, it's a good movie. Starts and finishes with a date rape and uh, a lot in between. I love Brett Easton Ellis, pretentious motherfucker. I love that guy. I, I listen to his podcast and he like I write summaries for this podcast, but Brett Easton Ellis sits in front of a guest and reads something he wrote, and it just too it just feels uncomfortable tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Especially when he has another <laughs> author on, like he had Palinuk on not too long ago. Oh wow. And, uh, it, can, like I was like, you pretentious motherfucker, just reading this whole page you wrote in front of Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, fair enough. Brady Stanellis is part of Chuck Palahniuk's success because he read Fight Club real early and mm-hmm. got it really out there. 
and was a big advocate of them. So. Well, I mean, I feel like they were coming up similar time. Like, say, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were similar. Uh, Palinik's probably older than him. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. If you read one, you were probably reading something yeah. from the other at some point. But two of the manliest authors, and they're both gay. I I love that. I think that's fucking cool because uh, you can they can speak openly about the anger and uh, dark side of the male psyche, mm. and and they don't feel that pressure that a straight male feels when they're writing about that about like Man, I should I, I'm not supposed to talk about this yeah <laughs> you know they're like no it's it we need to we need to discuss this well it's hard to I, I, well, I'll talk about whatever so Palinuk, you can't say that well, looking, but I know what you're saying yeah, a lot of people yeah. yeah. Palinuk always says that there's no sisterhood of the traveling pants for men. Mm. And he was like, there's no men need to put that fucked up anger somewhere. Yeah. He was like, it doesn't go away just because you you call it toxic. Keep that to yourself. It's not going to go away. It's still in there. And he's like, it's a very dangerous thing. I dig that about him because you can you could argue everything is written for men or with the male gaze or whatever. With the male gaze. Well, that's like a real thing where is like it? women will read a book written by a man yeah, with a female character and it, it's written as a man. You know? Oh, did, what was that drama just like a year ago or two where that woman won that award, but it turned out it was like three men doing the writing? Oh, I don't know about that. I was think it, it was a movie or something? No, or? they were in... It was somewhere where the Brazil... Shit, I shouldn't have done it. There was something where this author who'd gotten all this fame and da-da-da, and it was, it was a woman's name. It, there was just like all this like talking, like hype, and she won this award when it came time to present the award. Like it turned out it was like one, two, three guys writing under this like assumed name oh, so then really? it was like what the fuck are y'all doing man like she just won an award and there's no she meh yeah but i mean that's the fucking male game right there it, but if you enjoyed it you enjoyed it or if it had meaning to you it, like that was like when oprah got mad at that guy about a million little pieces oh, you I don't know, know about and i was that. like a million little pieces was this book that meant a lot to recovering addicts and mm-hmm. then she went and popped the bubble because she was like you made some of this shit up doesn't fucking matter it really it helped people. if it helped people it fucking helped people yeah. and so popping that bubble just meant that she took something that was potentially helpful off the table oh oprah i think she even admitted maybe ridiculing him in the manner she did wasn't beneficial to anything but if you were the last person on earth what building would you like say you lived in a small town mm-hmm Solid or walls. E- or even if you didn't, if you lived here, you'd probably get the fuck out of the city because there'd be dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. Too it, many dead bodies. Well, so if it's in the city, solid walls, solid walls, windows, but enough windows to where I could cover up like what mattered. Yeah, but the amount of post-apocalypse stuff that we've watched, mm-hmm. if you're going to go live in a town, you got to go to a smaller town because this place is going to catch on fire. The population, yeah. And I mean, if it's a zombie thing, you've got the whole herd thing. You know, you're not taking on a herd. Well, even if it's not a zombie thing, this movie is about a guy who is the last alive in a plague. Mm -hmm. So if you were in a small town, where would you set up shop? First thought would be police station, but then people would go there. So probably one of the wealthier people's houses. So you really think that you're the last person there? Police station. Police station? Still? Just paranoia would still be seeping in? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's probably got good doors that lock well, just in case. You know, because even if I'm the last person, I'm tripping out because what the fuck's out there at nighttime? You know what I mean? That's like, fair. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm thinking that at least they've got some money, you know, locking doors. There's probably guns and ammo there. You got radios. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. You just have a lot of supplies in one place and that can be your camp. Then you venture out and do your scouting, your scavenging from there. Good home base. That's fair. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not too bad. What I never, I never would have thought of, even though I played Resident Evil 2 a thousand times, <laughs> I never would be like, I'm going to go to the police station. Yeah. Where would you go? Uh, You know, 
I wrote that question. I haven't really thought about it. Oh. Uh, probably to. Uh, well, let's see. Small towns. You've got, you probably got a Walmart. You've got schools. Uh, yeah, the uh, why the last man TV show. I thought that was pretty. They, maybe, some oh, people if you don't set have a, up in the Costco. I yeah, that was a pretty good. Well, and if it's not big stuff. enough, you have a Dollar General for sure. There's some good supplies right there. Decent enough. I Get suppose. those cheese puffs of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a YMCA, YMCA? might be something. Yeah, you'd even have an indoor pool. Probably pretty easy to clean out. Yeah, too, learn how to do some pool maintenance. Like anyone who died in a YMCA, <laughs> you could be like Pip from Airheads. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's probably some beds there. A church would also be a high candidate. Yeah, church, very few windows. So I don't know why I keep going to windows. I'm like, <laughs> someone's going to come to the window. <laughs> I, I think like old building-wise, church, very sturdy. Structurally, not like a new church, like old church. Usually been here a long time. I would I would go Catholic or Methodist. With some, with some holy water. Well, uh, it's just those are churches I've been in. They usually have... A lot of rooms in the basement. Yeah. And, and they pews, usually have a basement. Pews means wood. Always need wood. Yeah. And there there might be, there's lots of grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> and those damn little chips. Oyster crackers for everyone. And uh, would you be happy that everyone died? At some point, I as much as I don't like to go out and socialize now, I'd get, I'd, I think I'd trip out, man. Do you have a little bit of a, like a fantasy about it? I'm the last one at the end of the world. I think that as a culture, we're obsessed with that. Sometimes like that but I, I mean, will survive. This where apocalypse. where do you what do you do at a certain point? There's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do to keep yourself occupied and before you're going to start losing your shit. And I mean, you could try something new every day, but how long can you do that? I don't know if I'm the type of person who's got drive for that, even if I am the last person in the world. I know it's hard to say. Yeah. We, we all just went through a pandemic, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're capable of entertaining ourselves a lot more than we thought we were. Man, when that shit first hit, I ate beans and rice for a week when we were trying to like scavenge groceries, you know, like oh, reserve what we were had. Scant, yeah, yeah, we I did straight beans and rice. Uh, me and the little one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I've got. I saw it coming, so I didn't go hoard things. Just people start talking about like a possible pandemic. I started getting a little extra with grocery stores. So when they were like, okay, everybody's in lockdown, it's like, oh shit, this is happening. Yeah. Guess what? I've got beans and rice. I've got all these canned goods. Like, and I didn't buy out the store. That's what's important to me. I did it in a reasonable fashion. Like three or four shopping trips in a row, I got a little bit extra on the side. That's how you do that. <laughs> There's no need to go buy eight cases of toilet paper if you think the world is ending. Don't get so close to the mic. I'm sorry. Fucking <laughs> hate it so much. It I hate people. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, I mean, just like you don't have to buy out the whole store. So I'm thinking you would carry your contempt with you into the this solo <laughs> oh dude i'm arming up man i'm getting i'm getting some guns i'm getting like a big ass something like even hey. if it ended up just being you yeah man i'd haul ass around in whatever government vehicle the local police bought to go bust meth heads in your you perfect know what I mean? end of the world fantasy how does the world end like if you were fantasizing about the like the way i fantasize about being a small town sheriff you, you know be Rick we Grimes? just play a story no. i love the small town sheriff is my favorite entry point into a story yeah you know i love hopper that's why i watch stranger things it's yeah. the hopper show to me 
Yeah. Hopper is why I love that show. I like a manly small town sheriff that punches people. And this guy's a Vietnam or Agent Orange war vet who lost his daughter. It sounds you like know? you should have picked police station because you want that's that's your role. You would think if maybe small town, I might pick police yeah. station. But I don't think a small town police station is gonna be as secure because I grew up in a small town and that police station was just a fucking building. It wasn't a fortress. I don't know. Well, and I'm still thinking about your question that you that you asked. I possibly if somehow I could be immune in an Andromeda strain situation. Okay. Because that seems to kill people pretty quick. Yeah, it looked pain relatively the, painless as far as plagues go. Well, because I'm you know, even though it's just a hypothetical thing, like I do have a family now, so if I'm the last one, that means I would have had to have seen my family die. <laughs> so i'm just like something that ends well things i think quick. That, that i i thought of that when i was i was coming up with ideas for this episode this was a slow movie it was i don't think we're gonna ask at the end was this a good movie because i i did really like this and it was a, a certain kind of movie that i liked i agree it's a very quiet and tranquilized movie this is the sort of movie you watch in the morning not at night when you're tired well and that's the you know and i did i watched it first thing in the morning you did i i did night it was probably nine eight thirty nine when i started i meant to i just uh <laughs> i think i was just really out of it at night and i was i knew this was going to be a quieter movie mm -hmm. and it was uh the first line of dialogue in this movie is at 13 minutes and 55 seconds was it yeah so was that after the rush after rush played that's, oh that's yeah there's some music but the soundtrack to this was pretty good because it's just peter dinklage listening to like 80s prog metal i like yeah it, I was like, it was a lot of rush the first thing i heard was like is that is that rush i was <laughs> i no. dug that i love peter dinklage too he's such a good curmudgeon alanista always pays the debts <laughs> not so much a curmudgeon in that when he plays a grumpy ass dude he's really good at it oh side note I read that they may be looking at a Jon Snow spinoff for Game of Thrones. Well, when are we going to find out what happens to Frodo after he gets on the fucking boat? <laughs> Don't give me. Olympia's been watching Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings in rotation. I'm interested in watching that new Lord of the Rings show, but she, uh, I also don't need that. No, I'm not there. I told her I would so do this, but I just am not I'm feeling hit or right miss now. with the fantasy stuff. I really like The Witcher. I think it's good, but uh, I watched all of Wheel of Time and... I'm not sure I can continue. Yeah, I'm not, I probably will though. But I, I don't think I can do that kind of epic story right now. It was a little too colorful and mm -hmm. crisp. That was crisp. the thing about the Game of Thrones. And when I'm watching these new Game of Thrones trailers, mm -hmm. that's what a fantasy show should look like. Is that mid-August, right? Yeah, because it looks it's shot exactly the same as mm -hmm. the uh, the other one. And that's no, what I want. I'm and out I'm of a ready. new Lord of the Rings show, I think it's gonna be a little too bright and sunny and shiny and Yeah, I'm ready for the the, the... I wanna see Doctor Who be a fucking dragon, baby. <laughs> oh my god, I love Matt Smith. Man, that's such a good show. Okay, stop yeah, it. Because I had a lot it. of questions. So my I'm, brain is getting I'm my excited. mind was wandering back there. Like, man, I kinda wanna watch that again. I feel like if I watched that again, I'd start from season two. I don't think I could do season one over again because that's a lot of dangling. Yeah. You know, they're like zombies. And then <laughs> way <laughs> later, then I got really excited at the end of the show. I was fine with the end of the show. I, I didn't watch it as it happened. Disclaimer. Yeah, I, I, I totally watched this like a year and a half ago for the first oh, time. Oh, that's right. You were like a late comer. I saved it. Yeah, I saved it. It was my plan the whole time. When it's done, I'll come back. I watched and it all as it went on. That, that's hardcore that you didn't get spoiled at all for that. Nope. But I guess I that's, a, that's a dense story. It's hard to hard to. Yeah, really I mean, I'd it. hear things every now and then, but I, you know, I I didn't have any context or reference, so I wouldn't hang on to but it. But I liked it, and 
personally on, on a like that's just me kind of level mm. the fact that it upset people made me like it more like yeah. the hardcore fans that were like ah, fuck that. Ah. i finished it everybody's working from home the guy at work that always told me about it was up there one day i was like man i finally did it you know we're covid you know i watched it every night i'd stay up till three in the morning well you didn't read the books though dude you asked you were telling me to watch the show forever i tell you i watch it you're like you didn't read the books. I, I read the first two books and I was really enjoying the show. Yeah, he's, so if, if you read the books, just, you would not have liked the ending. And I'm you like, know what? what the fuck? Uh, I, I love George R. R. Martin. I particularly Night Flyers is one of my favorite books. It's a it's sci-fi horror, which mm-hmm. is my that's my jam. And I just wasn't really interested in it, but I liked the show, so I started reading the books because I like George R. R. Martin. And I don't give a fuck what people's armor looks like or what everyone's eating for dinner and blah blah blah. And that's what the first book was. There's literally like <laughs> forty pages of them having fucking dinner and having <laughs> tournaments and shit. I don't give a shit about that. Show me dragons and show me fucking zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I called the White Walkers zombies. (laughs) Anyway, give us a summary. Okay, uh, this is I Think We're Alone Now, 2018. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. Yeah, it's it's just Peter. fucking Or Del. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Watch out for that poison ivy. No, um, and I think something, this one had a a 5.7 on IMDb. Yeah, so it's in the middle ish, close enough. I'd have given it a seven. Yeah, I can do that. I would. I wouldn't allow it to be five point seven. No. And if I see a rating like that and I like a movie, I like to push it up. I I might, out of spite, give it ten on IMDb. And well, like, and I think seven movies. is good, but I wouldn't even give it the seven three. Have you seen seven? There's some amazing movies that have a seven three on IMDb, and that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Our movie from next week has lower than that, and. I, I'm very excited about it. We'll get to that at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is, I think we're alone now. Uh, director is Reed Moreno, written by Mike Mikowski. We can't talk about this movie without spoiling the twist, which is pretty good. We will warn you when we get to that part and leave it out of the summary. After a plague wipes out the human race, Dell, played by Peter Dinklage, lives out his days in solitude. He spends each day cleaning up the homes and burying his deceased neighbors. It's, yeah, you kind of start to assume it's like a closure thing or just something for him to do. You don't know, but it's, I he's, feel like at the end of the world, you'd need something to do. And he's like, very methodical about yeah, it. to keep yourself going. And he's Especially very methodical. You thought you were the last person. He marks them off on the map, and he's doing them in order. You know, Taking um, their pictures, keeping files. Everything's fine. He's in his own little world. <laughs> um, until Grace, played by uh, Elle Fanning, shows up and just disrupts his quiet existence, and she wants to stay. So you can tell there's some conflict there, because he's like, wait, I'm not alone, but do I want this? She reveals very little about where she's from. But when two more survivors show up a little bit later in the storyline, played by Paul Giamatti and Charlotte Gainsborough, they claim to be Grace's parents. Anytime I see Paul Giamatti, I'm like, what's going on here? The parents show up, which were supposedly dead, so her origins become uncertain and possibly sinister. You know, Peter Dinklage, Dell, gave her a chance, lets her into his little world. And then all of a sudden, like, there's this. But they take her back to California where they say, you know, this is where the remains of humanity are. They've all gathered there. There's hundreds, thousands of people. It's this community. Oh, it's so great. And they're even telling Dell, you should come check it out. Like, they're trying to recruit him. It's this awkward situation where they're like, so you have our daughter. You just feel this uneasiness. And then they're inviting him. But Dell's just so caught off guard. Yeah, but something feels off about Paul Giamatti. It did. His attitude and the kind of blah of. Charlotte Gainsbourg. If I'm the dad and this is the end of the world where it's a situation where this guy thought he was the last person in the planet and I find somebody with my daughter in an end of the world, like I'm going to be a little different than that. Be like, hey, what are your intentions, son? 
Yeah. <laughs> which, which sort of gets to the twist, and we'll hold that back. Yeah, yeah. You know, they get her back to California, and he's faced with his solitude once more. Dell's loneliness sends him after them to either rejoin humanity or save Grace from what it has become. This movie, you mentioned it's a slow burn. Took a while. Um, I feel like would you say 13 minutes before there was 13 minutes before there's any dialogue Jesus I didn't okay I knew it was a while but I didn't realize it was that long it's just him cleaning up houses for 13 minutes and but it was very effective felt lonely Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that this movie really started to make me think of like I Am Legend, the Richard Matheson book, not the Will Smith movie, but fine, <laughs> if that's your only point of reference for it. Richard Matheson and uh, Harlan Ellison, who are the kings of science fiction horror to me. That's what the spirit of this movie was, because the best science fiction has that like weird little grain of humanity, and that's what it's really about. It's sci-fi backdrop. Mm-hmm. So like other things, like Boy and His Dog came up, that's a Harlan Ellison book. Uh, mm. I have no mouth, but I must scream. It's about like people trapped in like a computer, basically, sort of. Oh shit! Like a computer entity is torturing these people and uh, changing their physiology as they start to rebel. It's fucked up. It's one of the most terrifying stories I've ever read. You could, <laughs> you could not make a movie or even a short film about this story. They fuck it and up. Capture how fucking terrifying. They fuck is. it up. Uh, Station Eleven makes me think of that. Okay. Th- this this had yeah. the, a similar yes, tone. Yeah. The road similar. This was not as heavy as that because anything with Vio Morrison is going to just torture your soul. Uh, Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood. Sexually frustrated man at the end of the world. Margaret <laughs> Atwood nailed that shit. You want to talk about the opposite of the male gaze? Margaret Atwood knew exactly what she was talking about. Where's the about. special when you need it? <laughs> uh, the Last Policeman by Ben Winters, which, fuck, somebody make a movie out of it. <laughs> it's it, a comet is coming to Earth, and everybody knows they have like two years. And so there are no murder investigations anymore, only suicide cleanup. And uh, he finds a suicide that he thinks is might be a murder. And everyone's like, who gives a fuck, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're and, past this. And also... The original dystopian sci-fi horror, The Last Man by Mary Shelley, which, interesting connection, Elle Fanning played Mary Shelley in Mary Shelley biopic. Oh, did not know that. So she picks these kind of things. Well, the last thing I watched with her was Neon Demon. It's really slow. <laughs> yeah, it took me several nights. To be completely honest, I might still have 15 to 20 minutes left. It, it, I might it's not have easy it. to fall asleep during that. But Last Man I, I was Mary Shelley's big critical failure. Not a well-received book. And it didn't resurface till the 60s. But an interesting connection. Elle Fanning does this kind of thing. Uh, the better Fanning, if you ask me. Yeah. You know, Dakota, she she did the kid thing. I like Taken. She that miniseries, that Spielberg miniseries she did. The alien abduction one. Was you, that Apple TV? Taken was way back in the day. Like uh, early 2000s. No like shit. Maybe 2001, 2002. It was like a TV thing? It was a TV miniseries. Uh, it may have been Sci-Fi Channel, but I'm not sure. I didn't see that. It was really good. I love aliens and sci-fi. If you can find Taken, it's worth a watch. I don't know if it holds up like it did, but when it was mm. on, I was very excited about it. And that was the first time I saw Dakota Fanning. She's a little girl in it. Mm. But Elle Fanning's a little uh, a little bit more hardcore than yeah. her sister. Yeah, for sure. Super 8 was really cool. Oh, yeah. Love I, Super 8. I love Super that 8. That was like a good movie. That was aimed directly at us. It was yeah. like a kid's movie for our age group adult. Oh, it had a home dude in it. Bloodline, Godzilla, Friday Night Lights. You Kyle talk- Chandler. Yeah. 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 Coffee. <laughs> I'll never forget you told me yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the all those stories are about grief and loss and... As much as we can have these fantasies about the end of the world, mm-hmm. I don't think that you can tell a story 
about this without that sort of Station Eleven little girl all alone feeling. Station Eleven was so good. Oh my god, it was so, so good. good. If you haven't seen Station Eleven, HBO Max, ah. you can't get better character development and it's that. quality. The quality there, yeah, and limited series. Limited series. That's what also, that's what Frank's cemented me on limited childhood series. Childhood crushes in it. My childhood. Oh, Lori Petty. <laughs> She's looking hot. Shut up. <laughs> Look, man, this is not a league of their own. Okay? Lori Petty was this great not in Station Girl. Eleven, but man, she was she's like half blind and crazy. Well, and she, I mean, I've been seeing you know the the older Lori Petty since Orange Is the New Black. When she was, was good in that too. She was great. And in I it, was but... way over Orange Is the New Black by then because fucking Kenji Cohan. Just make a funny show and keep it funny. <laughs> if it's done, kill it. Yeah, when it gets dark and I hate everyone. It's over. We were part of that Orange is the New Black crowd. And then that last season, I didn't watch it. Oh, I didn't finish the last season, man. They lost me. thank God for James Gunn because he put fucking Tasty in Peacemaker and she's fucking hilarious. Damn it. Okay, I need to do Peacemaker. Tasty's a main character. Awesome. Good for her. Yeah, man. Good for her. She fucking kills it in that. Everyone in Peacemaker is so good. I can't say enough good things. Well, about and it. I feel like without Orange is the New Black, we wouldn't have Porn Stash either. I don't. I don't know if his career would have gone the direction it went if yeah. he wasn't in. You Orange need to is watch Peacemaker, and don't think of it like uh, Peacemaker has so much more heart than The Boys does. Does it? Yeah, but uh, I like The Boys though. Well, The Boys is a different kind of. Uh, it, Garth Ennis is a fucking madman. <laughs> he wrote fucking Preacher for God's sake. And yeah, Constantine. And no, The Boys is just... fucking crossed, which will never be made into a movie. It's about zombies that rape people. Oh. What? It's really good. Uh, it's one trade paperback comic book series, Garth Ennis's Walking Dead, where he's like, <laughs> you're a pussy. I will write a zombie thing. And these zombies, one of them beats a man to death with a horse cock. That's intense. I would watch that movie. God, somebody have the ball. Seth Rogen, please make that movie. That's a very that's very original right there. That's what, that's what I'm... It's fucked up. Man. I'll let you borrow it if, if you're ever into reading a comic book. Yeah, no, no. I'll remember that. That's it's intense. Crossed. Because they get this cross-shaped rash on their face. Dude. And they're not so much zombies as they are like 28 days later, rabid sex demons. You know, that's the that's the way that I don't want the world to end, getting chased by zombies with horse cocks. You want to talk about end of the world shit. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be but the same after even, that. Even that still has the loneliness and grief in it. Yeah. Like, it's a very somber comic book Okay, story. so this movie, there's definitely no beatings with horse cocks then raped by zombies yeah that's not in this one because I, I i can't stress enough that i i really did like this movie. no it was a good movie it's just not an exciting movie no it, it's not exciting it's it's a little clever here and there you're i will say this movie was it was what an hour and a half long yeah right about uh, there could have been you could have told this whole story in 30 minutes yeah, this could have been one of those 81-minute movies. Beautiful Twilight Zone episode, though. Yes, it was filmed well. I love the dialogue. I didn't see any huge continuity things. It was a well-done movie. It's just nothing's spectacular. I mean, it's not going to blow people away, yeah. but it's a well-done movie. Which is another movie that I can make the reference of uh, Time Enough at Last, the Twilight Zone episode with uh, Burgess Meredith. I can finally read every book. Oh, and then... Yeah, no, and he breaks his glasses. Yeah. This felt a whole lot... Like, it was inspired by those things. The mm -hmm. Omega Man, sort of. And nothing was real in your face. But if you're a fan of Peter Dinklage, this was the Dinklage show. It was very good. He was really good in it. Yeah. There's the, cause there's an age gap in between them, but you know, you think like, well, he's the last man in the world. A, a woman shows up. Well, let's get to work. And Dinklage is a badass for holding on and being like, I'm not playing dwarves. 
and elves and and i'm gonna play full-size people parts and he's a full-size person as an actor he's a really fucking imposing presence Mm -hmm. and yeah the character dell his home base is the library i didn't want to say that at the beginning of it but that was a solid small town move and that library had a view it had a view incredible view and then like what like a basement room like, you know, it had the downstairs that went into, like, what he used as the living area. And Peter Dinklage, they, they never say whether he was, like, the librarian or anything like that. Mm-mm. But he was collecting library books from the people's houses that, yeah, were, that had been, like... Any outstanding books that had yeah, not been and, returned. Like, really, really <laughs> old copies, like, first editions and stuff like mm-hmm. that of, like, Tale of Two Cities and... Oh, I love the one part where she's already with him and they're eating dinner and she's like, where you at where it happened? And he said, right here at that table where he's eating oh really yeah oh so he probably was a librarian that's where he was at when it happened and i love that because you saw him there multiple times in the movie up to that point and you're like oh that's like his spot yeah it's the subtle things in that one that got you he's methodical in his searching he's going in order down the streets he mark once he cleans them gets the books takes a photo from the house and then puts a white x in the street and he just cleaned up the town yeah. buried everyone i mean he buries them in a mass grave which just the fact that peter dinklage was dragging dead bodies because it's a small town there were definitely some fat people olympia brought that up and she's like how is he able to do that and i'm like listen to the sound they are telling you that this is nothing but skin and bones in that bag they they made that That's sound like wafy l fanning and peter dinklage yeah thing. and when you watch him drag you even see the bounce in the body bag. Yeah. So I'm like, they're making it as obvious as they can that he's he's carrying these bodies that are so badly decomposed. It's skin and bones. It's dried skin and bones. I thought it was really interesting, too, that through all of his cleaning up the town and stuff like that, when they go back to his house. When, they, when she finds his house? It's like a hoarder house. It is. Like, it was like piles of shit outside. And, and they never said, like, was that his mother? Was that his wife? wife? There was a lot unsaid. There was a story behind the story in this movie, like an implied. Well, now that you mention it, was he the maintenance man? Could he have been the because ma- he knows how he... to work the backhoe at the cemetery? I mean, I don't I know. Could, you or I could run a backhoe, but that was part of the thing. Was he was sort of detached from all of that? Yeah, it wasn't a social butterfly, and he hadn't gone and cleaned up his house, saving it. Maybe that was a fucking mess. <laughs> No, but it's not explained. Did he have kids? I thought it was implied once or twice that he had kids, but I was like, or is that just relics from someone else's house that just happened to be right there? He wouldn't even fully answer the question that that was his house mm-hmm. when confronted with it. Well, and of all things, that's the night he gives in to her advances. Did they have sex? I think they did. Why were they in a random house? Was I... that a house he was staying in? That was the house that she had claimed. Oh, okay. I liked when they started getting along there too. It was nice. And she played this younger kind of, aloof role she seemed to be you know good head on her shoulders the character grace but there was still the youth there yeah because she's like 25 but she could play a 15 year old if mm-hmm. she wanted to and what i took into account was well i i'd imagine it was somewhere between what four to six years at least since it happened maybe probably and yeah. so however old she was supposed to be you minus you subtract that that's how old she it was got when weird it happened when paul giamani showed up and was like this is our daughter and stuff like that i was like how how old is she? <laughs> <laughs> Not that it matters at the end of the world, but fuck. Yeah, was yeah. this a, another Earth situation? Like, is this like the... <laughs> No, um, no, not at all. Sorry. Not, not even going to do that. But anyway, yeah. Um, and he did just seem creepy. Something was off. But I mean, they bonded. They had their spat. They found the dog. She found a dog, brought it back. Then he, he let the dog out. Then he let the dog which out. Which is like the midpoint of the movie. She was doing her part, though. She was more than willing to work. And she seemed to be good at it. I mean, it yeah. was just this. They'd come to this compromise of space. And they were a unit. And a functioning unit. The dog comes along. 
Oh, it chewed some shit up. He tried till it was okay. That's when it bit him, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. It bit so him. So I think he and, was like, I don't need this shit. Yeah. So when it was barking to go out, he just let it out. Dog runs away. Kind of a dickhead thing to do, though. He yeah. could have just gone and put it in her house or something. Yeah. You've got a whole town. In his mind, you've got the whole world. But what really like made me not trust Paul Giamatti, it wasn't even they're like eating breakfast like they fucking own the place and she's he all made themselves out right at home. That was all kind of weird. But when he decided he was going to go to his library and take a book on tape, like in the entitled way that he did, I was like, fuck you. Yeah, that's his spot, man. And I was like, it's the end of the world. This is my fucking library. Yeah, he w- he was very nonchalant about taking the audiobook. Like that wasn't part of Dell's world. Yeah, and I was like, God, oh, you didn't lock the door? And I was like, well, I guess you wouldn't be in the habit of doing that at this point. He writes the address down in a book, hands it to Dell. Oh, yeah, and he wrote it in the book. He wrote and it. I am fucking offended by that. <laughs> Like, I'm not the best caretaker of books. I have mm-hmm. a lot of books, but they're meant to be read. Well, if that's your home base in, yeah, the, but, in the apocalypse. Yeah, but if you're going to go fucking write in a book. But, okay, did it bother you that, okay, so obviously the library and his cleanup activities are his new life. Uh-huh. Uh, the the dad writes it in the book, hands it to him, and he puts it on the shelf. Okay, so skip a little. He He's back to his own life, but he's missing her. He's realized he's he fucked up. He goes to look for the book, and he doesn't remember where it was. That, yeah, that seemed a little off to me. I feel like he's the he sort was of so person meticulous who would be about like, everything that he had been doing. It once the dad handed in that book, like, okay, I'm sure he probably knew the book, but if not, I'm sure he remembered where he was standing in his library house. It just bothered me because that was the one thing that seemed out of sorts, filmmaking yeah. wise. Yeah, yeah. I think something frantic needed to happen there, and that was the reason. Yeah, because it was. It was a big. Oh, he's pissed off, throwing shit, frustrated. I can't find that one book. It just didn't. It wasn't in alignment with everything else I'd seen with this character. Yeah, but who knows? This could be a brand new. Could have been his flustered moment, and he was like, "Shit." At this point, we have to get to the twist. So if you are, I want to watch this movie. Skip ahead. We'll tell you what movie we're doing next at the end. As slow as it was, this was a really good morning movie. Like if you woke up kind of hungover on a Saturday. So he starts to travel. When he goes to California, Uh I really liked the way he had to get there. Because I kept being like, well, how did they get there? Yeah. Pitting fucking cars full of dead bodies and stuff. Yeah. And he had to like go around. And yeah. Get you just make car. your way through the pile up and find the car at the end and hope it starts. Yeah. A lot of that gas, if it had been years, it would have been a nerd. Don't get me started. In all these movies, have you seen what happens to tires and cars that don't move? Yeah. They fucking deflate. They decompose. They deflate. They get all shitty. They get all like, cracked and fucked up. Half and these fucking like post Even a stored car. Yeah. These apocalypse good. movies, they don't get the tires right. Half but the also, time. gasoline becomes inert. If you let a car sit for years oil turns into sludge in the bottom of that pan yeah you don't have syrupy oil anymore you've got paste yeah i've let a car sit for way too long it doesn't start (laughs) (laughs) um older cars you could pour some gas in a carburetor might get it kick-started or if you have some ether and spray the ether in the carburetor there's different ways but a lot of these cars now fuel injected they don't have carburetors i'm just okay won't get just the tires anyway it's true though you're you're right it's, it's something I tend to put out of my head when I watch things mm-hmm. like this that ruins my end of the world fantasy. The 100, dude. The 100. Oh, yeah. Those fucking tires yeah, are not been, there, man. It had been years, like half a century. The fucking tires aren't Three generations of people, right? Three generations yeah, of people were in no space. There's no fucking way any of Oh, they come down here, there's around. fucking tires on the car? Sorry, 100. Juan Hata. Juan Hata. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Hata con Sky Crew. Fuck your shit. 
I wanted to like anyway. Don't fucking get me started on the 100 fucking one hate con Sky Crew. I won't. Oh fucking that reminded me of Murphy. Jesus Christ, hated that guy. Murphy Brown? No. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Candace Bergen? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, God, 90s TV. What happened to shoulder pads? They're back. Anyway. Yeah, why? What you were saying was, yeah, the way he travels was awesome. You know, and it's just like, oh, yeah. there's a car. This is very... You uh, seem like, like a luxury SUV, then you seem like a little Mustang. Yeah, whatever convertible. he could do. No air conditioning. So, and I'm gonna tied let, around his head. I want you to handle the twist because I want to hear what you think. Uh, without the twist ending, this movie would not have been as interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked it. I wish it was more of the focus of the movie, to be perfectly honest. Because in the end of the movie, it's it's uh, some sort of behavior modification is happening with what's left of the human race in the United States. And there was a lot, like, I was like, well, who, who started that? Was, was he the, the doctor? Yeah, was he the doctor? The doctor? Or was he just, like, high yeah, enough in the ranks? I liked it. Like, Charlotte Gainsborough sees his dead body she just bails and then when they're driving out of town like everyone's like creepy happy oh so, so by like the, it looks like stepford wives at certain points in the movie we'd seen that there was a scar on her neck i didn't yeah. bring that up because we were saving the I, twist i had part. written that down early in the movie too mm-hmm. was i was like what the hell is this scar yeah oh. and they kept alluding to oh she's hiding this scar from him like she's ashamed of it well what is it though like he would fucking know like yeah. he would be like what's that did you have behavior modification <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he, yeah, what is it? I mean, not just like, oh, did you did you have like a thing when you were a kid and that was like corrective surgery or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or you had a gymnastics accident, you know? There were no questions. It was just her hiding. Yeah, it but once they like got in the car and they were leaving and mm-hmm. she scratched the back of her neck, Charlotte scratched the back of her neck mm-hmm. and she had it too. I was like, something weird is happening. Yeah. And that's when I got excited. So yeah, Dell finds them and he goes in and first he saves Grace looking like Amy out of Congo. When he shows up and that's, all happening what i was wondering was is paul giamani not doing this behavior modification thing that's what made me be like is he the doctor uh what the fuck is going on i wanted more like there was a whole movie there yeah of what happened that to these i would have survivors. been really into seeing i do think they should have brought this twist stuff up more throughout the movie it should have been a more prevalent so what like, did he uh, say it's to help them forget the past i that's what i liked about the twist it's still factored in it this movie was about grief and mm-hmm. the fact that he was not willing to feel anything for the people in this town he until was... he's suddenly alone again then he goes after her and then he gets to this place where people don't want to feel that that loneliness and that need they're living like nothing ever happened. I mean, to me, that almost ties into the like, we're all slaves to something, There's to materialism, a, to yeah, this, to but that. But they didn't delve into that so much. They didn't. But did you see how everybody was so cookie cutter? They didn't really yeah, get it looked, into it. It looked like the neighborhood from Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Manicured lawns. The ticky tacky house. Avon lady. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Kelly's been watching a show with uh, that lady in it. Oh. The lady who played the mom and. Edward Scissorhands? Yeah. I, I forgot her name. I looked her up like yesterday. But uh, yeah, she's on a sitcom with James Brolin. Life in Pieces. Him. That's what she's been watching. Comfort food. Kind of. That's kind of like I keep being like, I kind of want to watch Modern Family again. Never saw it. Oh, it's so good. I know. It's great. People have told me. They were like, you'd love it. Same thing with It's Always Sunny. You really sunny. would. You, you'd love it. Yeah, Modern Family, It's Always Sunny. One day. Ed O'Neill, always amazing. <laughs> Especially when he runs a donut shop. At Thanksgiving, we're watching Dutch. Oh, when that's was the last a, time you watched Dutch. Um, that's when Ethan Embry was Ethan Randall. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I think they've changed the credits at this point. But when he first did that movie, if you watch the, it said Ethan Randall, not Ethan Embry. Huh. Yeah, that's my that's my Hollywood twin, by the way. When Frank was in high school, he looked exactly like. Yeah, Ethan things Embry have changed now. Empire he's he's skinnier than I am. <laughs> he's much healthier than I am. But no, um, we had the same face sometimes. Yeah, can't hardly wait, Ethan Embry. Yeah, I and even at the video store, that all the fucking time they were like. The can't hardly wait guy. I'm like, yep, Ethan Embry. I get somebody came into the video store at one point and they were like, weren't you in Friday Night Lights? And I was like, what are you talking about? Apparently they were talking about the guy who was in the show with Taylor Kitsch, the other guy, blonde guy. Oh, that's who they were talking about. But I got real offended because I was like, you think I look like the kid from Sling Blade? (laughs) From from Tokyo Drift? (laughs) I was like, no. This movie was great. It doesn't deserve the rating that it got. I understand it be higher. that I, not everybody likes a slow. I'll tell movie. you seven IMDb scoring. If you know how it works, like based on movies you like, kind of uh-huh. does it that way. That's what I do. Yeah. Some of the movies that I love are so, a yeah. seven point three. I don't know what the fuck it is about seven point three, but Jesus Christ, half the movies I love are seven point three. That's the thing with, that we're doing with this podcast, though. Those ratings, the internet mob is not right all the time. Yeah. So no, no, because you know. The, a lot of these 7.3s, I feel like should be a fucking nine at a, you know, oh, at least yeah. a nine. Some you know what I mean? I absolutely fucking um, think are genius. I think, I bet you anything you could look on there and like Virgin Suicides probably has a seven, you know? <laughs> and that movie is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's not slow. But not... a 5.7 for this one, that's really selling no, it short, that's guys. Like, that's... what did you want? When I complain about something, it's because I like it and I want it to be better. Yeah. A lot of the time. I rarely will complain about I want to be entertained. So I don't go into things like hating stuff. But you read these reviews on IMDb about movies like this, and this was an honest attempt you know. An... More recently than not, I started letting reviews like affect my decision making. Really? And I had to get out of it, man. I had to get, I'm like, don't fucking listen to these people. Like, that's, don't. Yeah. And I think that's, give it a try. That's what these conversations. Yeah. That if we you're have interested, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a go. If anything, 20 minute rule. You know what I'm saying? If you know you are not feeling it and you don't think a zombie is going to beat you with a horse dick and then rape you. Like, if you don't get that real feeling, <laughs> then, <laughs> then just stop. But don't take some other guy's opinion. They don't know. And we're not always going to know. Me and you like things no one else likes. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, yeah, 5.7 on this one is just, that's kind of a, that's that's a low blow. You want to give something a 5.7, you give melancholy a bet. Yeah. Give it a three. How'd you like my note about Kaylee from Firefly? Oh, that was interesting. That Kirsten Dunst basically took her whole career. She beat her out for all of. Yeah, I followed roles. Kaylee from Firefly on TikTok, and somebody was like, "What's the that one role that got away?" Jules Siet. Yeah, her last name is. I can't pronounce. Her last I know name. her it's last like name Siete is Siete or. <laughs> yeah, no, but she's awesome, and she seems like a great Siete. human being from what I've seen. She auditioned to be in. Yeah, interview she, with a vampire. She auditioned to be an interview with a vampire, um, Little Women, and Jumanji. She tried out for all of those, and guess who got all those movies? Nobody needed to do Little Women anyway. Little Women sucks. Fucking, <laughs> fucking read the book. Yeah, it's fucking Little Women. Sorry, Winona. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> you're afraid of offending Winona Ryder. I think Winona Ryder is unoffendable. I don't know, man. Didn't she steal makeup back in the day? And get in trouble for that? That's because she's badass. <laughs> she's got a dark side. She grew up on a hippie commune. Yeah, she she didn't even seen anything but The Wizard of Oz until she was like a teenager. You should see her play croquet. Heather's is the shit. <laughs> Which is why next week 
we are doing a movie that was compared to Heather's when it was coming out. It theatrically kind of got missed. It's called Assassination Nation, written and directed by Sam Levinson, who was the creator of Euphoria, which I haven't watched. Looks good. Hasn't really been a priority. Is he any relation to Barry Levinson? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But this Assassination Nation movie, it is an extremely violent high school movie that stars Odessa Young, Sookie Waterhouse, Harry Neff. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. Abra. Abra. Uh, there's some crazy names. Abra is some... a, a singer. Bella Thorne, who I feel like I've seen some stuff with her in it. I, I feel like maybe she was like one of those sex tape people. I don't know. Uh, Maud Apatow, <laughs> Judd Apatow's daughter, fucking totally won me over with This Is 40 and crying about the end of Lost. <laughs> that shit was the last so episode funny. Of Lost. They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Skarsgård does not play a creepy weirdo in this that I know of. He looks like he, he might be playing a normal person, normal-ish person mm -hmm. anyway. And I, don't, and I love the way how it's like, and Joel McHale. Like, we've got some really cool and names. Joel McHale. Odessa, Suki, Adi. Joel Abra McHale has the least strange name of anyone in this movie. Thanks for having the whitest of white guy but names, fucking, Joel McHale. I love Joel McHale. No, he's he's good. Joel McHale is one of my favorite celebrities. Don't forget time. Joel McHale did talk to. We need something a little more exciting this time. Yeah, no, and I've neither one of us has seen it. Yeah. It's another one. Well, it's one that I, it hasn't been streaming. You showed interest. You were, t this was on our list I a long time ago. A piece, it was one of those trailers a long time ago. It, this came out in 2018 that uh, I turned off halfway through it because I was like, he got me. You got me with that. Yeah. I, I don't want to know anything else. I just want to watch the movie. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.